0: Hi, you're listening to LGBT and Faith, where we look at inclusive approaches around the globe that bring people of faith and LGBT people together. I'm Henry from UGA Asia, the Asian region of the International Lesbian, Gay, Bisexual, Trans and Intersex Association.
1: And I'm Klaus Müller, founder and chair of the Salzburg Global LGBT Forum. In this series, we share audio versions of blogs that were published as part of our ongoing global online forum on LGBT and faith. You'll hear from members and leaders of faith communities from within Judaism, Islam, Christianity, Hinduism, Buddhism and Sikhism, as well as from agnostics, atheists, anthropologists and cultural believers, queer or straight. We believe in the fundamental values of LGBT equality and religious freedom.
0: Today, Joy Ladin, American poet and the first openly transgender professor at an Orthodox Jewish institution, speaks on how to do the hard, holy work of inclusion by knowing the soul of the stranger.
2: My name is Joy Layden, and when I came out as transgender at Orthodox Jewish Yeshiva University, I became the first, and to my knowledge only, openly transgender employee of an Orthodox Jewish institution in the world. Since that time, I've spoken to many religious communities about the relation between LGBTQ identities and religious traditions, and how religious traditions and communities can fully include LGBTQ people as members. That is the subject of this talk. To fully promote the well-being, equality, and inclusion of LGBT plus people, religious communities and leaders need to stop seeing us as other, as them, and start seeing them as us. I don't mean that leaders and communities should ignore or pretend not to notice ways in which LGBTQ people are different. Because I teach at an Orthodox Jewish college in New York City, where it's uncomfortable even to say LGBTQ, I know that such responses, however well-meaning, never lead to inclusion. They imply that our identities are in some ways unspeakable shameful or wrong that we will be tolerated by the community only as long as we don't talk about our identities lives and struggles that we shouldn't expect anyone in the community to value or be interested in them in short these responses institutionalize the sense that however long we are members i've taught at my school for 16 years lgbtq people will always be seen as them But how can we simultaneously recognize others' differences and also see those people as us rather than them? This isn't an LGBTQ specific question. It's a question for all of us. There are innumerable ways of being human. And I, like everyone I know, find some of them as uncomfortably or incomprehensibly different as others may find my transgender identity. Fortunately, religious leaders and communities, even the most traditional, pious, homogenous, gender and heteronormative ones, already know how to see those who are different as us rather than as them. For example, most religious communities include people of all ages, from newborns to the elderly, The differences between infants and elders and the communal work required to include all age ranges are far greater than the differences between LGBTQ and non-LGBT people. Most religious communities don't just tolerate wide age differences. We value and delight in them. When children or elders or teens are no longer there, we miss their voices, their laughter their insights into ancient texts and traditions, the ways they greet us and say goodbye, the strengths they summon forth from us, the ways they teach us and remind us what it means to be human. That's what inclusion means. It means our communities feel incomplete when those we see as different in certain ways aren't with us. But age is a familiar form of difference. What about people who are different in ways we don't know or understand, which is how many religious communities see LGBTQ people. How can we see people who are human in ways we find unfamiliar or uncomfortable as us rather than as them? When I was a child, I grew up believing that my sense that I was female, despite being born and raised male, made me different in ways others could never accept or understand. Like many LGBTQ kids today, I lived in hiding, certain that if they knew who I really was, my parents, friends, and community would go from seeing me as one of us to seeing me as them, a stranger they didn't want around, who they could never love. The only one who knew and accepted and loved me was God. God knew. God had made me who I was, and still God listened, loved, never went away. I felt a kinship with God. Both of us lived among and loved human beings who couldn't understand us because neither of us fit the categories people use to identify and make sense of one another. Because we both were strangers to the human world, I never doubted that God belonged to me and that I belonged to God. As a child, I thought God and I were the only strangers, the only ones too different to belong. Now I know that no one feels completely seen or understood or fits the roles and identities we are assigned. We all know how it feels to be different, to feel like, to be seen as, strangers. Human beings tend to avoid and repress these feelings. But the God who speaks in the Hebrew Bible insists that we actively remember them, make them central to our sense of who we are and how we relate to others. Over and over, God reminds the Israelites that their community and relationship with God is based on their shared experience of being strangers in the land of Egypt, even introducing the Ten Commandments by saying, I am the Lord your God who brought you out of Egypt. Over and over, God commands the Israelites that when they deal with others in their community they see as strangers, as them, they have to remember that they too know the soul of the stranger. In these passages, God reminds us that the experience of feeling like them is something we all have in common, that it can and should be the basis for our relations with God and with one another. This spiritual discipline, remembering that we know and have the soul of the stranger, is the answer to how we can embrace those we see as fundamentally different as us rather than excluding them or marginalizing them as them. If we want to fully include LGBTQ people and others who seem like strangers, we have to make this spiritual discipline foundational to our communities, as God did with Israelite community. When we do that, we have truly begun the hard, holy work of inclusion.
1: These episodes are audio versions from a series of blogs produced by Salzburg Global Fellows, taking part in the global online forum on LGBT and faith. Head to salzburglobal.org go slash LGBT to read the written version of this blog and learn more about our ongoing work.
0: In our next episode, we are featuring a piece by Giti Tadani, an expert on the Hindu Shakti goddess traditions, on how thousand-year-old non-binary traditions and dual deities of the same sex reverberate and guide us today.